Welcome to the Landmark Apostolic Church Podcast. We hope that this message inspires you and brings impact to your life. Enjoy the message. Everyone that is here, all of our guests, God bless you. We welcome you. While you're still standing, go with me, if you would, to the book of Proverbs. Chapter 16. I'm going to read a couple verses of Scripture for you today. Beginning in verse 15, Proverbs 16. Proverbs 16, beginning in verse number 15. Bible says, in the light of the king's countenance is life, and his favor is as a cloud of the latter rain. Then verse 16 says, how much better is it to get wisdom than gold and get understanding rather than to be chosen, rather to be chosen than silver? Amen. I just want to talk to us uh, for the next little bit from this title for you to consider today, Choose Wisely. Choose wisely. Look at your neighbor and say, wise up. Wise up. That was the second option for my title when I was thinking about it, so I figured I'd throw that in there. Wise up. Choose wisely. You may be seated today. The Lord bless you. And how many of you right now uh, have some decisions that you need to make right now that are very important to you just by help me out this morning how many of you have decisions right now that you need to make that are important to you yeah a lot of us at uh at every different season of life we have very different decisions to make and um it it probably possibly could get a little overwhelming for you today if i were to just stop for a moment and say hey, I want you to start thinking about all of the important decisions that you need to make right now. Probably some of you would just hit the altar just thinking about all of the different choices, all of the different decisions that you have that you need to make at this very moment. And this is something that we have talked about before, about how important our decisions are and that we make decisions, but not only do we make decisions, our decisions make us. Can you say amen? In other words, who you are today is a result of the decisions that you made yesterday. And when you think about that, who you become tomorrow is a direct result of the decisions that you make today. And so what I want to do is talk to you about a very important Subject, and we're going to look at, at, at a better way to make decisions in order the, uh, to honor God. How many want to honor God in their decision making? All right. And so, I, I, what I want to start off with is, is a story from the Old Testament. It's a story about Solomon, who uh, was just anointed to be king over Israel. And tradition was when you become a king, you would sacrifice a bull as an act of worship to God. Well, Solomon, he didn't sacrifice one bull. He didn't sacrifice five bulls or ten, not a hundred, but he actually gave an extravagant offering and sacrificed 1,000 animals in this huge offering to honor 
his God. And, and whether it was a result of that or not, we don't know for sure, but we do know that that night God appeared to Solomon and he said this, what do you want? He says, I'll give you whatever you want. You name it. One thing, whatever you want, I'm going to give it to you. Now imagine this with me. If God came to you and asked you, what do you want? What's the one thing you want? And I'll give it to you. One wish. I mean, if you're my children, you're going to say, well, I wish for more wishes. That's not what we're, we're, that's not up for it, right? That's not an option. But one thing, if you could have anything you want, what would you ask for? I know a lot of people would be like, show me the money, God. I want to see that. How many would, come on, am I the only one? All right, thank you in the back, Sister Ferris. Thank you. Show me the money, God. I, I need the money. I, I know I want some more money. Some, some people would say that. Other people would say, you know what? I want, I want more power. I'd like to have more power. I want to be famous. Imagine that if God asked you anything you want, what would it be? Any one thing, what would you ask for? And that's what God did with Solomon. Whatever you want. And 2 Chronicles 1 and 10 shows us the amazing thing that Solomon asked for. God said, I'll give you anything you want. And Solomon said this, give me wisdom and knowledge that I may lead these people for who is able to govern this great people of yours. Solomon, anything you want, man, you can have it. And he says, give me wisdom and give me knowledge. And evidently, this response so moved God that God said, you know, Solomon, you could have asked for money. You, you could have asked for power. You could have asked for fame. And, and could have asked, you could have asked me to wipe out all your enemies. Since you asked for wisdom, not only am I going to give you wisdom, but I'm going to give you all of these other things as well. And Solomon went on to write and say more about wisdom than anybody else in Scripture. And over and over and over again, we find this theme that, that he is saying and, and stating that wisdom is better. No matter what the other option was, wisdom was always the better choice. He chose wisely. Ecclesiastes 9.18, he said this, wisdom is better than weapons of war. Wisdom is better than... Now, for a king living in a time where he who has the best weapons is probably going to be the victorious one. He who has the more weapons, the best weapons, is probably going to be the one that has the most power. And so this is a huge statement for me that wisdom is better than weapons of war. Just a couple of verses prior, he said this, that wisdom is better than strength. Strength. And then our text this morning, Proverbs 16 and 16, and here's what he said. How much better to get wisdom than gold? To choose understanding rather than silver. Now, I cannot, over, I cannot overstate what a big, huge deal it was when he said how much better is wisdom than gold? Because he went 
and he took the number one most valuable commodity, not only in his era, but really for centuries and centuries, gold was what everybody wanted. And gold was the, the, the most valuable commodity. Why? Gold was wealth. Gold represented power. Gold represented prestige. And he said, how much better to get wisdom than that which everybody else wants? And then he took the second most valuable commodity, silver, and he said, choose understanding rather than silver. What was Solomon doing? Solomon was acknowledging I need wisdom. I can't do this if I'm not choosing wisely. If I don't have the capacity to, I have to have wisdom. And this resonates with me every day that I get older. The older that I get, the more I realize that I desperately need wisdom. I need it. I have to have wisdom. Here's the deal. What I want you to understand is this is so incredibly valuable. I can't even really put it into words how valuable it is to get wisdom, to choose wisdom. You ask people my age or older what they would do if they could go back in time and change some of the decisions that they made. What are they going to say? If I knew back then what I know today. Come on, somebody. If I knew back then what I know today, oh, how much different I would, what different decisions I would have made. If I knew then what I know now. And so, really, if you get wisdom today and you learn to make decisions not based upon uh, uh, the wisdom of this world, which is called foolishness, but if you make decisions based on wisdom from the heart of God over a period of years and decades, I'm telling you, you can go from an average mundane life to someone who is impacting generations to come for the glory of God. If we would choose wisely, if we would get wisdom. In fact, I'm telling you right now, some of you, this is exactly what you need more than anything else. You need wisdom. You need wisdom. We need all kinds of wisdom. We need financial wisdom. We need relational wisdom. We have got to wise up and choose wisdom Here's what Solomon said, Proverbs 4 and 7. He said, wisdom is supreme, therefore get wisdom. And watch this. Though it costs you all you have, get understanding. Wisdom is supreme. Let me ask you, and I kind of alluded to it earlier, but do you want to glorify God? Is that, is that, your, is that a passion of yours? Is that your heart. Do you want to glorify God? Do you want to make a difference in this world? Do, do you want to do more than just take up space and accumulate things that are going to burn up and leave this earth one day? Is that, if, is that your heart's desire? If that's your heart's desire, then hear me. You're going to need wisdom. You're going to need it. And what I love about this is, is what he's saying is, guess what? You can get it. 
This isn't some fairy tale, kind of a pipe dream for some people. It's not like God's going through and it's like, I'm going to give you wisdom. I'm going to give you wisdom. Not you, not you. Uh, yeah, you, not, no. Uh, no, 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 no. He's saying if you want it, you can get it. Whoever wants it can have it. And here's the deal. No matter what it costs you, go for it. It is more valuable than any commodity that this world pursues. How much better is wisdom than gold to pursue understanding rather than silver? He says, though it costs you everything, you have money, time, people make fun of you. It doesn't matter. Go get it. Why? Because it's going to transform your life. And if you watch Solomon all through his teaching, he contrasts the, the, the foolish people with the wise over and over and over again. He contrasts them. I was sharing with the other day with Brother Rice's story. We were, we, uh, our boys love to go, hello. We love to go to Chick-fil-A. And uh, Chick-fil-A, and my boys absolutely love Chick-fil-A. Chick-fil-A doesn't love my wallet, though. Um, it's... And it's so funny because we've tried to like go there and be like, oh, I'm just going to, I'm not going to get the combo. I'm going to substitute this and I'm just going to get a water. It's all the same price. It doesn't matter. It always equals the exact same amount. So I'm just like, let's just go for bank. Let's just get it all. Get the brownie, the cookie. It doesn't matter. The sweet tea. But we went the other day and um, we had to go to Lowe's and this is amazing because Chick-fil-A is in the parking lot of Lowe's. It's like, this is a God thing. And, uh, and so we go, and uh, it, does, it was kind of earlier in the afternoon, 4.30 or something like that. And uh, so we were like, hey, let's just go ahead and eat dinner while we're up here, and let's just take care of it. And so we were going to go through the drive-thru. We we're going to hurry. And so we go, and we're like, hey, what does everybody want? We, we want to be ready because how many know at Chick-fil-A, they don't like have a menu. It's like, you better know what you want. And most people who go to Chick-fil-A, they know what they want. It's chicken on a bun or chicken in a salad it doesn't, or in a wrap. It's chicken. And so we're asking boys, hey, what do you want? And it's usually the same. And then Easton's all in the back. He's like, I don't want anything. I, literally, we're all like, look, he was all the way in the back of the car. He's like, no, I don't want anything. And I was like, are you sick? Like, is something wrong? Do we need to take you somewhere and get you checked out? What is up? And he's just like, no, I don't, I don't want anything. I'm not hungry. And I was like, this kid's nine years old. It doesn't matter if you're hungry or not hungry. You're going to eat, right? He does that all the time. Like, bro, like, just chill out, okay, with the chips for a little bit. Like, he, he's like, it doesn't matter if he's full or not hungry. And so we were like, well, something is up. And, but no, he's just like, hey, I don't want anything. And so we go through the drive-thru. We, we order our food, and we, we, we hear our total. And we're like, this is amazing. Like, Mallory and I were slowly, like, celebrating in the front seat. And, you know, stuff. he's going to eat a sandwich when he gets home. And uh, and it was so funny because we pull around and, and then all of a sudden in the back, Easton just like, I just saved you guys like 10 bucks. <laughs> How wise is this little kid right here in the back seat, like looking out for mom and dad? True story though, it probably was 10 bucks that he did save me. Oh, Solomon, all through his teaching, he contrasts foolish people with the wise over and over and over again. He's saying 
Don't be a fool, be wise. Choose wisely, because here's the problem, and, you, and you've got to admit this with me. Fools don't know when they're being fools, do they? They don't know. Fools don't know when they're being fools. You ever notice that? I mean, most foolish people around, everybody else is going to be like, fool. And he's like, oh, they're doing this foolish thing or whatever. And, but he doesn't know or she doesn't know that they're being foolish. Some of you know what I'm talking about when you look back at pictures of yourselves. Especially if you lived in the 80s and stuff. I don't know how you got that hair through the doorway. I'm just being honest. Some of you look back and like you had that big hair and parachute pants and stuff. You look back now and you're like, was that really me? What it? Well, you didn't know. You didn't know at the time. They say it all goes full circle. I don't know if the 80s are ever coming back. I love the 80s as far as I'm, man, this is, I'm like offending. Don't get offended. Stepping on some toes. Hey, if Big Air comes back, I can't wait to see it. I was just going to say, so we can go through this again in 25 years. Um, but you look back and you think, what in the world was I doing? And I'm not saying if you had big hair, you're a fool or you were foolish or anything like that. My point is, is that fools don't know when they're being foolish. And I'm telling you right now, a lot of us, we do foolish things and we don't even know it. For example, participate with me real quick. How many of you often act before you think? Raise your hand. How many of you often act before you think? Raise them high. Raise them high. <laughs> How many of you didn't even think about that? You're like, Bryce, somebody raised my hand. I'm just going to raise my hand. <laughs> yes, that's what I'm talking about. Uh, how many of you occasionally uh, uh, hurt someone you love? Raise your hand. It happens, right? All right. How many of you, if you're like me, you're, you can get have moments that you're full of pride and you're slow to ask for help? How many? Great. Participation grade is on the, off the charts today. I appreciate it. Now listen, if you do any of those things that I just talked about, the Bible says this about you. You're foolish. You're foolish. You're foolish and you didn't even know it. Look, look at how direct the scripture is on this. Proverbs 13 and 16. Uh, Cody, if you throw that up there. Wise people think before they act. Fools don't. And they even brag about their foolishness. Fools act before they think. What else do fools do? Fools spend all they earn, Proverbs 21 and 20. Precious treasure and oil are in a wise man's dwelling. But what does a foolish man do? He devours it all. He eats it all. He spends it all. And people will say, well, but everybody else is doing that and everybody else is like that. Well, guess what? Everybody else is foolish. Fools also hurt those they love. Proverbs 14 and 1, the wise woman builds her house, but with her own hands, the foolish one tears it down. And then lastly, another thing that fools do, fools think they know it all. Proverbs 12 and 15, the way of a fool is right in his own eyes, but a wise man listens to advice. 
What does the scripture say? What does Solomon tell us? How much better is it to get wisdom than gold, to choose understanding rather than silver? I'm telling you, it's better than the most valuable thing that you can get in this world. Wisdom is. So I'm telling you, I'm preaching today. Choose it. Choose wisely. Get understanding. Solomon says it's supreme, though it costs you all you have. Get it. I pray that there are some of us today, all of us today, that are wise enough to hear this and to pursue it and to seek it and to want it and to choose wisely because I'm telling you, if you will get wisdom, it can change the trajectory of your life. Over decades, I believe that you can impact more people if you make decisions, hear me, not based on the pros and cons and not based on the wisdom of this world, but based on the wisdom that God gives you and puts in your heart. So you're probably sitting there thinking and you're probably saying to yourself, okay, I want it, Bryce. I want what you're talking about. I want that in my life. I want to choose wisely. I want wisdom, but how do I get it? <laughs> how do I get it? Do I got to read a book? Do I gotta, what do I got to do? Do I got to go back to school? What, how do I get wisdom? Well, the good news is this. The Bible is so clear that it's scary sometimes. <laughs> there, are, there are some very direct verses that tell us incredibly clearly how you get wisdom. Here's the first thing. The first thing before anything else starts, it starts with this, the fear of God. The fear of God. The fear of God. We should fear God. In fact, this is what Proverbs 9.10 says, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. Scripture says, and the knowledge of the Holy One is understanding. Now, does this, does this mean that we walk around going, oh my goodness, God's going to strike me. God's going to strike me dead or, 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 or God's grumpy today and, and he's upset with me and so he's going to, no, 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 no. That's not what it means. It doesn't mean that we walk around afraid of God. The fear of the Lord in the Old Testament, it's a reverential fear. It's kind of like having this holy awe of him. This is, and, and here's the deal. What so many of us are afraid of when we're making decisions, we're afraid of what? We're afraid of rejection. What if they reject me? What if they, what, it, what, what are people going to think of me? We're afraid of rejection. We're afraid of failure. What if I try and I don't get it? What if I try and I fail? What if? And so what we should do is we should live with this awe and this holy fear of the Lord. And I am very convinced that one of the biggest problems in our culture today is that we become too familiar with a holy God. We become way too casual with a holy God. It's, hey, you know that I'm good with the big man upstairs and he's the big guy in the sky and we're good and I talk to him every now and then and I run some decisions by him now and then. But when I read the scripture, there's nothing that says that we should approach God like that. Nothing. 
If God's presence, if it was, if it was with us today in the fullest form, I, I mean, we're ta- we're talking the glory of God in the fullest form. Uh, when Moses just saw the hinder parts, here's the deal: we would be on our faces. We would be as low as we possibly could and just thinking, oh my goodness, who is like our God? There is none like Him. He is so holy and righteous and powerful. And when we have that awe factor, that reverential fear, all of a sudden, we wouldn't care about what anybody thinks. We wouldn't care. We wouldn't be afraid of rejection. We wouldn't be afraid of failure. All of a sudden, this I must please Him. I must bring Him glory. And that, my friend, is the beginning of wisdom. I got to bring Him honor. I got to bring him glory with the decisions. And suddenly the decisions I make, there's this eternal weight from uh, out on these decisions. And we think to ourselves, how is this going to glorify God? How is this going to bring him honor? If I do this, is this going to make his name known? Is this going to make people see and hear the gospel? How does this decision lead me to be more like him? It starts with the fear of the Lord. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. It starts with the fear of the Lord. Scripture also instructs us to ask God. Ask God. I'm asking our music to come at this time. So it starts with the fear of the Lord. The second thing is we ask God for it. You want wisdom, my friend? Ask Him. Ask Him. I mean, you have to love this. It couldn't be any more direct in Scripture. James 1 and 5, if any of you lacks wisdom, you, so you don't know what to do. You have no idea. You lack wisdom. If any of you lacks wisdom, Scripture says he should do what? He should ask God. Ask God. How does, and how does God give? How does God give? Scripture goes on to say that our God is a God who gives generously to all without finding fault, and it will be given to him. Do you need wisdom? What do you do? God, give me. Give me wisdom. God, I need direction. God, give me wisdom. Help me to follow the path that you have laid out for my life. And honestly, I can't tell you how many times I pray that prayer a day. I can't tell you how many times I pray, God, give me wisdom. God, what do you want me to say to that person? God, help me to be the leader that you've called me to be. God, help me to lead, God, my, my coworkers, my staff. God, help me. Would you guide me? God, I feel like you're leading me in this direction. Would you give me wisdom? Show me, God. What am I doing? I'm asking him. I'm asking him. I'm asking him. I'm, 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 I'm begging you today. Stop asking Google and stop asking the article that you found in a magazine. Stop asking the daily blog that you devote time to. Ask God. What do you think? 
What do you and watch as God gives you wisdom? So you fear God. You ask God. And then lastly, if you want wisdom, you just simply hang out with wise people. You just hang out with wise people. Proverbs 13 and 20 says, He who walks with the wise grows wise, but a companion of fools suffers harm. You want to be wise? Hang out with wise people. What's the old adage? If you're the smartest person in the room, you're in the wrong room. I don't like being the smartest person in the room. I'm blessed. I get opportunities to, to spend time with people that I look up to, and I don't take moments like that for granted when I get to rub shoulders with people that are heroes in my eyes, and I just want to uh, just pick their brain and ask them questions. And what I want to I'm trying to get wise. I'm trying to wise up. I'm trying to get wisdom. You want to be wise? Hang out with wise people. For lack of better terms, you want to be dumb? Hang out with dumb people. It's really that simple. Stand with me if you will. If your parents didn't say it to you, I'm sure you said it to your children. You are who you run with. (laughs) You are who you hang out with. Scripture says bad company corrupts good character. I'm sorry, folks, that's just the way it is. (laughs) That's Scripture, and it's true. You want to be wise? Hang out with wise people. Hang with those who are wise. Now, I'm not saying that you abandon all your friends. I'm not saying saying leave this place and you just know exactly who you're calling. Like, I just, we cannot be friends anymore. (laughs) I'm not saying that you abandon people but I'm saying you go find some wise people find them do whatever it takes to to find them you make your decisions and your decisions make you are all here today as a whole conglomeration a full comprehensive version of yourself here today because of the decisions that you've made your decisions make who you are Fear Him. Fear God. We don't know everything. Fear Him. Fear Him. Ask Him. And He gives generously. Hang out with wise people and you'll be shocked at what God can do through you over a period of time, over days, weeks, months, years, decades. Why? Because how much better is wisdom than gold? How much better is wisdom than gold to choose understanding rather than silver? As they begin to play and sing today, I just ask you, I'm going to give you an opportunity today. Ask God for wisdom. Come on, you already raised your hand in the earlier part of this service and said, I've got some major decisions to make. I've got some important decisions to make. My friend, you need wisdom. You need wisdom. If you're going to be a soul winner, you need wisdom. If you're going to be used by God, you need wisdom. If you want to be whatever it is, ask God for wisdom. Would you just lift up your voice right now with me? 
Would you just talk to the Thank you for listening. Special thanks to those that give generously to this ministry. If you would like more information, please visit our website at landmarkapostolicchurch.net. But have a great day and God bless.